be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to start hearing reports, man. There were 10,000 people over here that got the Holy Ghost. There were 25,000 people over here. We got to go to football stadiums and have revival crusades because our town can't hold it. I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. Pastor, be encouraged. Your town is about to be set free. There's strongholds. This state of West Virginia, for the Brandon, we have dealt with an opioid issue for years. There are strongholds being broken in this state. God is getting ready to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And I'm telling you, Pastor, hold on. God's about to do it. God's going to give you your city. God's going to give you your area. Hold on, it's coming, man. And I'm telling you, Brother Brandon, God's going to use you to to be a testimony conduit for those brothers. They're going to say, man, I... I can't explain it. We've been praying for 20 years for God to do it, and we're seeing hundreds filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, man, God's going to do it. Be encouraged. The Lord is going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. So I better shut up, man. I could, <laughs> I could go for I better be quiet. I better be quiet. I am so thankful to you. Hey, connect with me on Facebook. You can, you can do that, the Intentional Encourager podcast. It'll pull me up there. My Twitter handle is Brian Sexton13, S-E-X-T-O-N. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Brian Sexton MBA. But pastors connect with me. My email address, sextonbrian13 at gmail.com. If I can encourage your church or be of any help to the to the body of Christ, it's what I want to be. Brother Brandon, thank you from the bottom of my heart, bro. You're doing great things. God's going to use you. And uh, I love you, man. Thank you for, so much for this opportunity. Today we've got a very special guest with us. Uh, Brother Brian Sexton, incredible man of God. He's got uh, a book um, he sent my way. I read it. Um, yeah, I will have him tell us a little bit about that. Um, he's also got another. He's a, another a fellow podcaster. Uh, incredible resource. Um, it's called the Intentional Encourager, and we'll have him tell us a little bit about that as well. So, Brother Sexton, why don't you just uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you? What you got going on? Well, you said Brother Sexton. I thought my late uncle, who was a, an evangelist and pastor, was here. I don't have people call me Brother Sexton very often. If I do, I start looking around, Brother Brandon, because, <laughs> you know, that's what they called my uncle for years when he pastored and, and evangelized. But, man, what a great opportunity to be with you. I have been looking forward to this. And, man, we had a great time of prayer just a, a few moments ago as we were recording. And, boy, I felt the presence of the Lord as you were praying over this podcast. And, um, I'm just here to magnify the name of Jesus. There's no other name that's any more powerful than the name of Jesus. And, and so I'm just thankful to be here today. I know God's going to use this conversation for his glory. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So um, you, you have that book. Tell us a little bit about that book, where it came from. Give uh, our listeners the title where they can uh, get a, themselves a copy and, and really the purpose of that book, where it came from. Yeah, Brother Brandon, I appreciate that. So my late father, who was a pastor for the last three and a half years of his life, uh, my dad pastored as, as a part of the WPF, the World Pentecostal Fellowship, pastored a small church in Chesapeake, Ohio. And my dad was was the greatest role model that I had in my life. My dad growing up, he was a worship leader, sang in the choir, uh, did some, did some teaching. Uh, but my dad passed away in 2012 and 
in 2008, there were some folks, they, they had uh, decided to go and, and meet elsewhere, and they elected my dad to be the pastor of that group, and my dad had never been a pastor. I had an uncle that was a pastor. Uh, my, my family, the last name Sexton means caretaker of a church, believe it or not. In the Church of England, a sexton is one that, that is has, has their hands in a lot of different things. And so my dad was like that. And so he, he pastored. My dad told me something one day we were riding in, in the, in the riding together. He said, I've never prayed more than I have since I pastored. And so when my dad went home to be with the Lord in 2012, I'd always thought, man, I want to write a book about the influence of my dad and, and what I learned and things like that. My dad was a salesperson. My dad was an incredible connector. And when we had his memorial service for the Brandon, there were about 500 people there that day. They came to honor him and celebrate his life. And, and so I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do something to honor my dad. And I thought I was going to write a sales book. I'd spent, I've spent the last 26 years in sales, and customer engagement. And, and, um, I quickly realized I got halfway through it and I realized that my dad wasn't teaching me about connection because my dad had told me 26 years ago, he said, son, never forget people buy from people. My dad wasn't teaching me about sales. He was teaching me about connection. And so as I got through that book, I just said, this is something I want to do to honor my dad. And so people buy from people is available from Amazon. Um, I have a few copies left. If you want to send me an email at sextonbryan13 at gmail.com, sextonbryan13 at gmail.com, I'll I'll send you a PayPal link and you can get a book from me and I'll sign it for you. But Amazon, if you just search people buy from people, Brian Sexton, you'll be able to find it. And uh, the Lord just, uh, last year in the midst of the pandemic, the Lord just gave me the desires of my heart and I was able to write that book and honor my dad. So. Thank you for asking about that. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, now, tell us a little bit about where your podcast was birthed from. Because, believe it or not, I feel that every podcast came from somewhere. It, whether it was an experience, whether it was someone telling them they ought to have a podcast, or whether it was just you know a passing conversation, it came from somewhere. Um, and I'm sure you've noticed some of these incredible podcasts that are, that are out. I mean, Apostolic Resources, they're just incredible. And uh, what yeah. God is doing through this uh, pod, you know, it used to be blogs, and people still have blogs, and I intend to have a blog eventually uh, for apostolic theory, but, um, you know, now it's the, the popular thing. And, and here's the thing about podcasts is it's not just, um, you know, apostolics that are looking at podcasts, right? We've got everybody that's, right. that's looking for a good podcast. For instance, uh, at my work the other day, I was unloading the truck at work, um, and there was this, the, the guy that does my truck, incredible young man, um, very knowledgeable. Uh, we still start having a conversation about, uh, God and the things, man, let me tell you, I prayed him through to the Holy ghost sitting out back of a McDonald's getting ready to unload the, my, the truck. Praise God. Now they can receive it anywhere. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, you so, know, brother Brandon, <laughs> let me tell you something. That is going to become a common theme. I believe that in the apostolic church, we're going to, we're going to see people receive the baptism of the Holy ghost in unusual places. Think about how the Lord came to this earth and how he came. 
he didn't come. He wasn't born in a palace. He wasn't born where people thought he should be. He was born in a stable, in a manger, the lowliest of places. I believe this. We can turn dumpsters into altars. We can turn picnic tables into altars. We can be, we can see people be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost anywhere that they desire to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter where we are. We can see people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You could have folks over from work to your house and in the middle of your backyard, people can pray and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I believe that because revival is coming. The Bible says in Joel 2, 28, 29, in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It didn't say that God was going to pour out his spirit in the church. They're going to receive it wherever they are hungry to get it. God always fills hungry people. God always fills hungry people. And it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter where anybody's at. They can receive the baptism. We're going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost in Walmarts. I'm telling you, man, I feel that in in my spirit. And, And when you said that, man, that just lit something up in me because this is that that was prophesied in Joel too, as I mentioned a moment ago, man, we're going to see people filled in the Holy filled with the Holy ghost in places. We never thought we'd see them filled with the baptism of the Holy ghost. That's right. In the workplace, in the, uh, at the hospitals, in libraries, I was having this Bible study with a young man. His name is Matt. And, uh, we were, let me just, let me just give you the story. And maybe maybe we can just preface and, and bounce the rest of this podcast off of this thought. Um, being a conduit. Being a conduit for the presence and the power of God, right? And making ourselves available right. to allow God to flow through us. Well, I was, I mean, this was late at night. My wife had asked me to run to Walmart. I'm about 30 to 40 minutes from Walmart where I live. So, and so the closest Walmart is in Bangor. And so I was on my way to Bangor, um, and there's this long stretch of road, State Street, that goes towards the hospital. I was going down that road on my way to uh, Walmart in Bangor, and there was a young man walking. I mean, this is, it's like, dude, it's like 9 o'clock at night. I mean, it is dark. Yeah. It is dark. This is yeah. during, the, during the winter time. It's snowing. It's dark. And I see this. I see someone walking, and as I'm driving by, God said to me, Go pick him up. I said, I said, no, sir, you're crazy. I ain't picking up some strange dude walking in the middle of the night in a snowstorm. Dude's crazy. I ain't picking him up. I kept driving a little bit further, and I felt it again. Pick him up. So I whipped that car around, pulled back, pulled up to him, said, hey, man, uh, where are you heading? You need a ride somewhere? Yeah, I'm going to Walmart. Where am I going? I'm going to Walmart. All right, bro, let's go to Walmart. We're on our way to Walmart, and on the way there, I'm just talking to him. Just kind of gauging. I said, man, you're going to think I'm crazy, but God told me to pick you up. I don't know how often. Dude, I walk everywhere. And so we connected. I got his phone number. Yeah. Invited him to church. 
we were having Bible studies. I was having Bible studies with him on salvation, on the Godhead, on uh, Jesus, the birth of Jesus, and the purpose of the man Christ Jesus in his life, and that Jesus is the name of the God in the Bible. And we can see That's that right. from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And it's the one, it's a book that just tells us about the love of God to humanity and that God wants to be one with us again, like it was in the Garden of Eden. And so. Here I'm having these conversations, these Bible studies with him in a in a library. We're praying with each other in the library. I got him connected to the local church. But that never would have happened if I didn't make myself available. If I just said, No, I'm just I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. Or for instance Yeah, you know something, you know you know that reminds me. Um I grew up apostolic all my life. I have been apostolic from the day I was born. But in 1995, um, I'll share this quick story with you because it, it relates to what you're talking about. So in 1995, I'm single and by myself. And my best friend was was Catholic. And, and you say, well, how does an apostolic guy have a best friend that's Catholic? You just make yourself friendly. The Bible says... He that has friends shows himself friendly. You don't back up from what you believe, but you show yourself friendly. And he, he said to me, him and his fiance, we were at a Christmas gathering. He said, I'll, would you be interested in going out with this girl named Tanya? I said, sure. Why not? Went out with, with her. We were on a blind date. And so she really didn't say anything to me a whole lot. And I thought, well, just chalk this up. I did, did what I was I was being a good friend and my, my buddy called me the next day and he said, Tanya wants to go out with you. She wants to meet up with you again. And at that time I had some good friends of mine that I sang a couple of times with in, in a Southern gospel quartet. And I was going to go with them that night, but we weren't having a watch service that night. So I thought I'm going to go with my, my buddies and, you know, sing a little bit. But then when, when Chris called, I said, no, I'm going to, I'll go. And, Tanya and I hit it off and we were talking and things. And she said, I was praying for some, for God to send me somebody that would, that didn't drink or smoke and would take me to church. My wife grew up Baptist. There's a little Baptist church just around the corner from where we live. And she grew up in that little church, but she didn't have a walk with God. But she just said in her heart, I want somebody to take me to church. I want somebody that doesn't drink or smoke and, and takes me to church. So as we start dating, I told her, I said, you want to go to church with me? She said, yeah, I want to go to church with you. And um, I said, okay. I said, I'm going to tell you up front, I'm, I play music in our church. I was playing the organ at the time in our church. And... Um, we go to that first, she goes with me that first time, Brother Brandon, and she tells me this. She said, I felt something tonight I've never felt before. And so we go on and we get married. And and she's really still not serving the Lord, but there's a hunger in her heart. She doesn't miss, we, we go together. She doesn't miss service. I tell her, I say, I'm teaching Sunday school. Okay, it's all right. We keep teaching Sunday school. We had a revival with Brother Jason Corsi. This is about a year after we got married. We had a revival service for the Jason Corsi. And it's late, and I'm working out of town. 
And I said, I called and to finally get a hold of her. And I said, where have you been? She said, I got the revelation of Jesus name baptism tonight. And she said, I was there because I'm going to be baptized tomorrow night in Jesus name. And she said, I, I need you to get home. She said, I don't know how quick you can get home, but she said, I, I see it. I'm going to be baptized in Jesus name. I said, okay, I'll, I'll get there. I was working in Wheeling, West Virginia. I was three and a half hours from home. So the guy I was working with, I said, Hey man, I got to get out of here. I get, I mean, I am breaking land speed records to try to get home. And my dad, who was our worship leader at the time, I didn't know this. Tanya just wanted her family there and my family in just a intimate setting. Well, the church decided that they found out Tanya was going to get baptized. They decided to, to, to show up. And so now we're having a church service and, you know, we just had revival service the night before. Now we're having church service at night. And I walk in the door and my dad looks at me and he said, where you been? We've been waiting on you. And so my, my wife went down in water in the name of Jesus, baptized in Jesus' name. That's in October. Brother Mike Anderson, who has been a powerful man of God in my life, many of you will know the name Mike Anderson, um, wrote a great song called He That Overcometh, Overcometh the Name of the Lord. I've known Brother Mike Anderson since I was a little boy. Brother Mike Anderson's mother and Brother Billy Cole's father were married for a period of years, and they pastored in Parkersburg, West Virginia, where I was at when I was a little boy. And so Brother Anderson has always been a voice in my life. Um, when I was a teenager, Brother Anderson uh, had me sing at church camp and things like that. Brother Anderson has always been a man of God in my life. And so Brother Anderson came in to, to hold a, a weekend meeting for us. And my wife had been seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she was determined that weekend, her and another girl in our church that had come from Church of God, they were both seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And Tina got it the night before on Saturday night. We had church. And Tina looked at my wife, Tanya, and she said, if you'll just worship God with everything in you, if you'll just yield yourself to God, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. My wife is a shy person by nature. Okay. My wife is extremely shy. But she came to church that Sunday night and she said, I am not leaving here until I get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Brother Brandon, I was sitting there playing the organ. I, and I literally was about 10 feet from my wife. And, and I, I'll never forget this. I'm looking at this picture in my mind of my beautiful wife sitting there. She had her shoes off. She had her feet up like this, sitting in the floor, her hands raised like this, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. And God baptized my wife in the Holy Ghost that night. And it all started from, from just her saying, God, I want somebody that doesn't drink or smoke and will take me to church. I've got a word for a young person that's listening to me right now. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. If you will yield your will to God, God will not only give you the desire of your heart, but he'll send you somebody that needs him because he loves humanity that much that he will send you to somebody that's hungry. He'll send you to somebody that needs God. And he will move everything to get to that one person. I'm a testimony, man. My wife baptized in the Holy Ghost. And 23 years later, my wife's a prayer warrior. My wife has, has ministered to people 
My wife is the shyest girl you'll ever meet, but I've seen I've seen her lay hands on people and pray, and God has powerfully used her. When I play the keyboard today, I sit there and I look back. I was looking back Sunday morning. I was playing the keyboard, and I tell her, I say, I look back at you to see where you're at. And she was worshiping and magnifying God, praying in the Holy Ghost over that service. I didn't mean to go there, Brother Brandon, but I feel in my spirit to tell somebody, don't walk past what God is sending you. Don't walk past it. I know what the Bible says. Don't be unequally yoked. I get it. But when God is reaching for somebody, you be the conduit that he can use to bring him in. Because I'm a testimony. We have a a soon-to-be 21-year-old son. My son has been involved. My son's a worshiper. You'll see him worshiping God. I've seen him run the aisles. I've seen him magnify and glorify God. And it all started because my wife had a desire for God. And God used me as a conduit to bring her and fill her full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Wow. And, 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 and I'm telling you, man, um, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to hijack our conversation and go there. <laughs> it was but needed. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm living proof. I, I want to share one, one other thing with you before we were talking, I was talking to my mom, the Lord has been a powerful force in my life and people, and I, and I know it's cliche. People say, well, the, the, listen, I know for a fact, Brother Brandon, that, that the hand of God's been on me my entire life. My mom told me a story. I was born August 13th, 1972, Huntington, West Virginia. And I asked my mom, I said, tell me a little bit about that 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 moment. And she, she filled in some gaps today. She said, you were a couple months overdue. Now, you ladies that have had babies... When they're ready to come, they're ready to come. I, I just didn't want to leave my, my mother's womb. 24-hour womb service, bro. That's right. <laughs> and so I was born on a Sunday, and um, the doctor came in to see my mom the next day, and, and they said, there, there's something concerning. Your, your little boy didn't sleep all night. He, he was awake all night. And they said, we're, we're going to check it out. On my right lung, there was a blister there that was causing the collapsing of my right lung. And, and in my tiny little brain, I guess it just fired that, hey, there's something wrong. You can't go to sleep. There's something wrong. And so they, they, they said, oh, if, if this isn't fixed, we're going to have to do something. So that got to be Wednesday. They were having church on Wednesday night.
uh, I just wanted to, to share that story because I know firsthand the power of God, the healing power of God in my life. So, along that same thing, Turn their back on God 
but there was something in them when they heard a gospel song, when they heard preaching, or when somebody said, I'm praying for you, that spirit welled up inside of them. And, and I'm going to tell you something, man. You, you can run from it until God turns you over to a reprobate mind. And at that point, you're done. But God is so merciful that that thing will always, the Spirit of God will always well up inside of you. And there have been times that I have run from the Lord. There have been times that I've run away from God. And said, man, no more. But God always drew me back in. He always drew me back in. going, if I have to move this for you to do that, I'm going to do it. 
And so uh, I've just been blessed. You can find the Intentional Encourager podcast wherever you find podcasts. We've had some pretty uh, some people you would know. Uh, I've had Phil and Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Uh, Al's a good friend of mine. Uh, I've had Tom Ziegler. His dad, Zig Ziegler, was a legendary motivational speaker. I've had a lot of other great, great people that are friends of mine. Getting ready to have a podcast. We talked before we start recording with my dear friend, with Pascal Kreitz. You've got to hear his testimony of how God had a 1% chance of survival after a brain infection.
Elijah had to take direction on how to build that altar. When Jacob built an altar after he wrestled with the angel, I don't think that, that Jacob knew how to build. Jacob was a, a tent dweller. Jacob was not a man of, of building altars, but I believe God said, this is how you build the altar. I'm going to build it. And the Lord began to minister to me today and speak into my spirit. When Abraham took Isaac up on the mountain, all Abraham told the servants was, the lad and I are going yonder to worship. I don't think Abraham knew exactly how to build an altar and put his son on it. He had put sacrifices on it, but, but God had told him, you know, you, you kill the sacrifice this way, you, you put it on the altar this way. He was laying his only son on the altar. How do you build an altar that, that withstands 100 pounds or so? But I believe God showed him how to build that altar. And I believe if, if, if we let God, he'll show us how to build the altars in our life. So that's what's been impacting me is the preaching of the Word of God. Uh, I'm walking. Uh, I'm going to restart a new job in August. And I'm taking this time to just walk and listen to the preaching of the Word of God. We've got some powerful apostolic preaching. Man, if you, YouTube is awesome. Go to YouTube and, and just put in your favorite preacher and you can find tons of you can find for the Bounds, for the Draws, for the Morgan, powerful, for the Mangan, powerful men of God, that for the Cunningham that, that are preaching, man. Just, uh, that's, that's my routine, man. You, you do whatever you want to do, but that's my routine is listening to preaching while I walk. I, uh, other jobs that I've had, I've just kept uh, earbuds in. Uh, <laughs> it be like those people at Walmart, you, you know, it's like, yes, yes, Lord. You know, you know, just uh, yeah. stuff to talk into, yeah. Now, just John, listen that's to the thing. Uh, and here's the thing about preaching. I love good apostolic preaching. I would listen to it all day long. But here's the thing. You will never be impacted that preaching, recorded preaching, as you were, had you been, for instance, in the church building for that specific service. Every single service is built a specific divine way so that God, yeah. it's got God's fingerprint on it. Yeah. It's unique. It's special. And so here's the thing. COVID happened, and everybody's running around scared. Yep. I can't go to church anymore, so I'm going to watch online. And now, you know, I don't know how it is where you are, but in Maine, they're dropping all kinds of mandates and allowing us to gather together again. And, uh, yep. So in this gathering together, there's a bunch of people who still aren't. Where they go? Thank you. 
said, God is using this building for what we need right now. And so when you were talking about preaching, I've listened to messages that are four or five years old, and they're as fresh as if God just dropped a word into that moment for what I needed. I went through something about four years ago for about six months. I was out of work. And, and it was horrific for my family and I. I didn't know, man. I fought anxiety. I felt de- fought depression, fear, doubt, all these different emotions for about six months. And I would listen to preaching, listen to Brother Jeff Arnold, I listen to Brother Stone King. And it was as if God was speaking to me in that moment through, through the Word of God. And I'd go back on YouTube and it'd say three years ago, you're kidding me. God, this man preached this message three years ago, but God was like, this is a word. And it was a right now word that I needed in my spirit. For that moment, God always has a right word at a right time. And it may not have been when it was, to your point, Brother Brandon, it may not have been when it was preached. But, But because of the technology that we have, we can go back and listen to it. And those men of God that have gone on to be with the Lord, I, I listened to a message from Brother, Brother Wynn Dross three years ago called Keep Walking. Brother Dross went on to be with the Lord last year.
not see people have tears in their eyes. They said, man, you have no idea. It was just a simple word from the Lord. It was just a simple word of encouragement. And I can't say, man, I prayed 10 hours and God gave me this word for you. No, it was just what I felt in my spirit. Hey, my brother, hey, my sister. I just, I just felt good to tell you. Everything's going to be all right. It's just encouragement. And, and so, it, it, pastors, if you'll train up encouragers, a lot of your problems that you deal with will go away. I'm telling you, I've seen it. And again, if, if, if you're a pastor out there and you want to learn how to encourage your people, reach out to me. I've taught encouragement at our church. I've taught our, our young people. I've taught our some of our other saints of God. Reach out to me. I'd be glad to do a Zoom call with you.
dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy stay with us. Walk with goodness and mercy. I've got my hands on my shoulders. They follow us all the days of our life. And, and when we know the Lord, we get to dwell with Him forever. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And David knew that even as he was writing that song. He said, you know, listen, if when I go, I'm going to be with Him. Even the thief on the cross when Jesus looked at him and said, today thou will be with me in paradise. Sunday, 
and he was just telling us stories. And I looked over at him. I said, Brother Mitchell, you've got uncommon obedience. He said, would you say so? I said, you've got uncommon obedience. So the next night, Brother Brandon, we were sitting there, and I was home. I, I normally traveled. I covered six-state uh, six territory for a company, and I would have been on the road, but it was December. It was toward the end of the year, and I was home that weekend, or that week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we and, and so Pastor, Pastor Anthony came to me, Pastor Moss, he said, hey, bro, you in town? And I said, yeah, I'm in town.
here's what I believe is going to happen. You're going to have great men of God that are going to get on your podcast. And you're going to say, they're going to say to you, man, you're not going to believe what God is doing here. You're not going to believe what God is doing there. You're not going to believe. We've seen, you know, I've heard for years about the, the revivals that Brother Cole had over in, over in the Philippines and Ethiopia and, and 100,000 people receiving the baptism of the Holy This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $5, or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast.